Welcome to the Girl in the Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Kate Heinecker, here to serve as your astrological tour guide. This podcast is here to use the ancient art of astrology to help us make sense of our lives and the world we live in. Hi friends, how's it going? Kate here. I'm back on the pod. Happy 2021, everyone. I hope that your year is going well so far. It's been quite an interesting start to the year, hasn't it? And in this episode, I want to break down what's going on in the sky right now and kind of talk a little bit about why January has been such a tumultuous month and then really dive into the nitty gritty details on Mercury retrograde that's coming up in the sign of Aquarius, the themes that we can look out for on a collective and a personal level, and of course, talk about some tips on how you can best navigate the energy of this upcoming Mercury retrograde. So first things first, I want to provide a quick recap on some of the most important astrological activity that's happened so far this year, because we're in a totally different time. Like I was saying in the past few podcasts, 2021 just feels different, and the sky completely reflects that. And there's been some major changes in a lot of these signs, and Although we're not going to get back to normal, we definitely will get back to reality. So the astrology at the start of 2021 is intense. And it's kind of funny because when I was doing the research for the astrology of 2021, the first quarter and the last quarter of this year really stand out astrologically. You know, the spring is very intense too with the eclipse season and some of these big T-squares that we have coming up at the end of spring and early summer. But really what stands out is the very beginning of this year and the very ending of this year. And it feels like astrologically, like and coming into 2021 is like a crash landing. And at the end of 2020, it felt like we were kind of coming, we were crashing into this new time, into this new era. And it's very interesting because I love podcasts. I love listening and digesting to information. And two of my favorite podcasts, The Astrology Podcast with Chris Brennan and Austin Kopic and Kelly Surtees, in the summertime, they described entering into 2021 as a crash landing. And I loved that metaphor. And what it what they talked about is how at the end of 2020, if you're in the plane and it's going down and you know that you're going to have to do a crash landing, there's really not that much you can do. You kind of have to just sit back and, and brace for impact. And really the great conjunction and the start of 2021 has been that impact. And we felt it. And it's interesting because I heard the analogy of 2021 being a crash landing, not just from the astrology podcast, but also from a current events poli sci political podcast that I also love to listen to. Um, the Pod Save America podcast, they were talking about as well the same analogy 
and how the astrology, uh, or not, they weren't talking about astrology, obviously, but they were talking about how 2021 feels like a crash landing as well. So I thought that was so interesting how in a very astrology podcast and a very not astrology podcast, they had, they said the very same metaphor to describe the beginning of this year. And we can feel that. We can feel that intensity of that energetic shift of like, okay, here we are. This is what's happened. Let's take stock of who's survived. Let's take stock of the materials of our of our survival mechanisms. Let's who's got food, who's got fire. We can take stock of what we have right in front of us. And it really does feel like we're back to reality. So another thing about the astrology of the beginning of 2021 is really this idea of the ending of the drama of the 2020 election cycle and this return to reality, not a return to normalcy per se, but really a return to reality. And astrologically, I think that we can feel these things for a couple of reasons for what's happening in the sky. First off, the beginning of 2021 marks the final time that Mars is going to form a square aspect to Saturn and these outer planets. Now, if that goes over your head, you can remember that I talked a lot about these big Mars squares in episode six of this podcast. And essentially, energetically, the end of 2020 really felt like there were these hurdles that we had to jump over or like there was this battle, like there was a showdown happening in for the collective conscious and for the collective energy. We definitely saw this manifest in the election, in the 2020 election. And we can see how, and it probably also manifested in your life in some way, in a hurdle that you had to jump over. And these in these battles that you may have been fighting in your own life, or maybe just the weight of responsibility really, really felt heavy towards the end of 2020 and those in these past last few months. And that had to do with Mars forming these really tense aspects to these outer planets, particularly Saturn. Now, what I find fascinating is that Mars was in an exact square in the sky to Saturn three times. And we can kind of think of this energy and this transit like an act that happened in three parts. Part one, during the first square of Mars and Saturn, literally coincided exactly, exactly with the Republican National Convention when Donald Trump stood up and accepted the nomination to run for president of the United States for the Republican Party. And how perfect is that? It's like the first Mars square Saturn literally is indicating the, not the, maybe the official, but like the, the real start to the election cycle into the campaign. You know, obviously that we had, you know, the primaries before, but you know, when the 
Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention really is such a symbolic event that says, here we are, this is who's running, these are all the delegates, it's like that, that gratuitous ceremonial aspect to uh, U.S. politics. But symbolically and energetically, that was the first act in this energetic play that we're watching. And, you know, that happened in 2020. And then the second time that Mars retrograde squared Saturn coincided exactly with the first debate where Trump refused to denounce white supremacy and literally said, stand back, proud boys, stand back and stand by. That happened right when Mars and Saturn were in a square to each other. And during the second act of that transit, that's usually when we see all of the themes come up, like all of the root, all of the issues really get revealed during during the second act. And then the third act brings resolution. And in this third act of the transit, that coincided exactly with the day that the House of Representatives impeached Donald Trump for insurrection. I find that just uncanny. How can you say astrology is fake with that type of accuracy? I just found that fascinating. It's like for the first square, Trump accepts the nomination. Second square, Trump refuses to denounce white supremacy and says, proud boys stand back, stand by. Third square, Trump is being, you know, reprimanded for those actions. It's fascinating to me. But what this also marks is the end. The this month of January, it's like the end of the play. It's the final act. It's over. The battle is done. The war may rage on, but those battles are closed, done and dusted. So it feels good. And this also coincides, you know, with the end of the Georgia runoff elections, too. There's a lot to be said about, like, the fine, that final battle, which really manifested in this election cycle, is over. And I know that sounds very, like, duh, Kate, of course it's over. But the sky really reiterates that energy that we're seeing manifest in front of our faces. And another very important astrological event that happened this month in January was Mars changing signs. Mars moved from the sign of Aries to the sign of Taurus. And for the past six months, Mars was in the sign of Aries. Like Mars is usually in a sign for six weeks, but he was in that sign of Aries for six whole months, which is another energetic that made the end of 2020 really, really intense and also kind of frustrating, which, you know, we talked about in past episodes of this podcast. But Mars and Taurus energy really is giving us a few different types of vibes manifesting on a collective level. One, Mars and Taurus is very deliberate and also kind of slow. Mars and Taurus energy tells us that by being thorough and by being thoughtful, we can travel faster. But at the same time, it's kind of frustratingly slow. 
which is what we can see manifesting in the rollout of these vaccines and the vaccinations. It's taking a while. It's taking longer than expected. I read somewhere that if we continued to vaccinate at this current rate, it would take 10 years to vaccinate everyone in America. And all I thought was, you know, Mars is in Taurus. Of course, it's going to, of course, it's going slow right now. Just as soon as Mars really moves into a different sign, I think we'll probably see more uptick, more accessibility, and uh, a broader reach of, of that vaccine. Taurus energy is also very grounded and very practical, and it's very rooted in the here and now. You know, Taurus is a fixed earth sign. So it's really as stable as it gets. And with this Taurian energy with Mars moving into Taurus and meeting up with Uranus, it kind of feels like we are returning to reality. We're not returning to normalcy. This is in a normal time, you know, with all of the Aquarian energy and all of the Uranian energy we have in the sky right now, getting back to normal is not really written in the stars for us this year, unfortunately, but we are returning to reality, you know, and the idea of not really living in reality was a huge issue for the latter half of 2020. And I really felt this when we were watching a memorial for the 400,000 lives that have been lost from COVID-19. And it felt real. It felt grounded. It felt like Taurus energy. It felt like, okay, we're, we're acknowledging the reality of our current situation. You know, and although we might not feel like we are as unified, that might be a lofty ideal right now. It does feel like we are seeing these problems for what they are. But also happening this month, Mars is meeting up with the planet Uranus in the sign of Taurus. That might sound you know, like a mouthful, but it's actually a really important dynamic. The outer planet Uranus has been moving through the sign of Taurus since about 2018, 2019. And with Mars joining up with Uranus in this sign, it's really going to highlight these themes that are very Uranus and Taurus. And the energy of Uranus is rebellious and it shakes things up whether we like it or not. It's the sign of necessary change. Uranian energy is scientific. It's the energy of the inventor. It's the energy of starting something new. And when Uranus moves in through a specific sign, it can highlight the themes of that sign. And Uranus is moving through the sign of Taurus. And like we just said, Taurus is a fixed earth sign. It is the sign of stability. And it's also the sign that rules over money. It rules over our values. It's an earth sign. So it implicitly rules over the environment or environmental issues. And it's very interesting because as Mars moves up, as Mars was conjunct the sign of Uranus exactly on inauguration day and the day after Inauguration Day as well. And this really highlights all of the changes that are 
brewing and that are coming up around these Torian issues like economics, like climate change, like trade, like all of these Torian subjects that have to do with how we tackle the climate crisis, you know, with how we tackle the issue of where we're getting our resources from, where we're getting our energy from. I think that this whole Uranus and Taurus transit will really highlight a lot of the collective effort that's needed to tackle the climate crisis in the United States and globally. And another really important theme of the sign of Taurus is money and values. And Uranian energy is volatile. It's sporadic. You know, it's like lightning. And Mars energy also is like an ignition. And with Mars and Uranus together, I remember looking at this like a year ago and thinking, wow, I wonder what the markets are going to do. You know, at first I was like, oh, wow, this looks like a like a market crash or market volatility or those types of unstable. It's it's with these two coming together in the sign of Taurus. Astrologically, this is unstable money situation. And how appropriate is that delineation for what's going on right now in the stock market? Like, I think that is uncanny and incredible what has been happening over the past couple weeks with the GameStop stock, with BlackBerry stock, with Bed Bath & Beyond stock. I think Nokia's one too. But it's incredible that all of these folks on Reddit have come together to fuck over hedge fund managers. It's hilarious. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on um, investing in the stock market and how it works, but the astrology of the sky really speaks to and reiterates this idea of the volatility of money and the volatility of cash. But the Another theme of the sign of Taurus is how we as individuals ascribe value to things. And this energy is really manifesting with individual investors saying, I am going to ascribe value to these to kind of fuck over the old guard. And that's another really potent theme of 2021 is the old guard versus the new guard. And another important theme this year is going to be the priorities of the collective coming before the priorities of the elite few. And that is really happening. We can see that manifesting in many different ways in our culture and on our society. But especially with this drama that's happening around the stock market and around our financial institutions, it really brings forward this theme of shareholders. And with all of the Aquarian energy happening right now in the sky, there's so much Aquarius energy right now, which we'll continue to talk about in this episode when we unpack Mercury retrograde. But the thing about Aquarius energy, that it is all about the power of the people. 
and how people can change the rules of the institutions when they don't favor the masses or they just don't apply anymore. Aquarian energy is like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing what these structures and societies tell us to do? You know, Aquarius energy, it decentralizes power. Says, why is this person in charge that doesn't even apply anymore? And it's this energy of the revolutionary. And all year, Taurus, Saturn in Aquarius will be in a square, an intense aspect with Uranus in Taurus. So all year, we're getting this clash that's kind of reminds us of the old guard versus the new world order that's really going to come up and be front of mind all year. But this concept of monetization and how we ascribe value to things is very Taurus energy. And the idea of the collective and of not elites ascribing value to things is very Aquarian and very Uranian. So I think all year we can kind of expect to see this old guard versus the new guard, but specifically in January because Mars is in Taurus with Uranus kind of highlighting and exploding this energy. We've seen it manifest in such a powerful way with the stock market. I'll admit, I got a Robin Hood account. I'm going to admit, but you know, that's neither here nor there. What I really love about this whole stock market situation we've got going on is the fact that it is really fundamentally Aquarius at its heart. We have so many planets in Aquarius and more to come. Right now, Jupiter's in Aquarius, Saturn's in Aquarius, the Sun's in Aquarius, and Mercury's in Aquarius stationing retrograde. And on February 1st, Venus will move into Aquarius too. So there's going to be a ton of planets in the sky in the sign of Aquarius. And this is the energy that is all about taking the power back into the people's hands. This is where we get that David and Goliath kind of energy. And this is where we see people saying, hold on, don't sell right away. If we hold on to this, we can make this last. And I mean, we'll see how it plays out when Mercury goes retrograde. That might cause the uh, a little more subversive energy to enter into the mix collectively. It might be the time to rethink the strategies for, for reorganizing the systems that control our lives. But it's really fascinating the fact that everybody will have to pitch in and everybody will have to hold out in order to make it a sustainable movement. That's very Aquarian. Aquarian energy says everybody has to buy into this if we want it to work. Everybody is important. And we live in such an individualistic society that sometimes that that Aquarian energy that's like, hey, everyone has to do it in order for it to work, is not always very well received. You know, we can see how that the Aquarian energy is also like everyone has to wear a mask if we want this to work. Everyone has to get vaccinated if we want to get rid of a disease. It's that energy of the collective. It's the energy that prioritizes the collective over the individual in order for progress to happen, in order for progress to move us forward into a new time. 
That's really what 2020 is going to bring up. 2021 is going to highlight a lot of the pain points that come with progress as well, because Saturn and Aquarius will be forming this square to Uranus and Taurus. So it will have a lot of progressive energy to it, but it's not going to come without conflict. It's not going to come as easily as we would like it to, or we need it to, or we would hope it to, but that will make us stronger in the end, both personally and collectively, because that's what squares do. They give us struggles that lead to eventual strength. So that's enough about the beginning of 2021, but that's a quick astrological explanation of the energy that we've been seeing manifest in the beginning of 2021. Now, let's dive in to Mercury retrograde that's coming up. There's going to be Mercury retrograde from January 30th to February 20th. So mark your calendar. Broadly, Mercury is going to be in the sign of Aquarius from January 3rd to March 15th. So we'll kind of feel the energy that we're going to break down in the in this episode more broadly for the first two and a half months of the year. But let's touch really quickly on some Mercury retrograde basics. Mercury retrograde is an astrological phenomenon where the planet Mercury moves, appears to move backward in the sky from our point of view on Earth. Now, it's not actually moving backward. That would be physically impossible. It just seems to be moving backward from our point of view on Earth. And as astrologers, we ascribe symbolic meaning to the physical universe around us. So we have a whole host of symbolic meanings that are applied to these Mercury retrograde time periods. Mercury retrogrades happen three times a year for three weeks. So they're pretty common. Doesn't happen necessarily once a quarter, but you know, happens three times a year for three weeks. Just remember that three, three number. And the symbolic meaning that we apply to this as astrologers, is we look at the conventions of Mercury, Mercury rules over communication, rules over our intellect, it rules over our minds, rules over technology, it rules over short term, little short term travel, it rules over our day to day life and schedule, it rules over um, commerce and just, you know, um, commerce and trade. Um, when Mercury moves backward in the sky, that means that these typical conventions of Mercury are a little subverted. So it can have this meaning of needing to double check everything because you might, your mind might not be as on point or moving as quickly as when Mercury is moving full speed through the sky. So when Mercury is retrograde, it's always important to be very, very, very clear with what you're saying because misinterpretation or miscommunication can be a little more common. If you're traveling somewhere important, maybe get there a little early just in case there's any unexpected travel delays. But Mercury retrograde, I think, gets a really bad rap 
Mercury retrograde is not a time to stop living your life. You've got to keep living it. And if you have to make any important decisions during a Mercury retrograde, it's just very important to read over them two, three times so you can have such a more thorough understanding of everything that you're signing or everything that you're agreeing to. As a general rule of thumb, it's not the best idea to commit to anything long term during a Mercury retrograde if you can avoid it. Um, But if you've been thinking about committing to something long term before Mercury goes retrograde, then Mercury retrograde time periods are sometimes a great time to really review and be able to come to a deeper understanding. And if you have to commit during it, that's okay too. Just make sure to that you're reading everything and combing through it with a fine tooth comb. I really think that these Mercury retrograde time periods are wonderful. I absolutely love Mercury retrograde time periods because it's just such a good time to reorient yourself and to function differently and to slow down a little bit. You know, Mercury retrograde, I think, gets an unfair bad rap because people are like, wait, don't you don't things always go awry and go wrong during Mercury retrograde? In my opinion, I think that if you're having a lot of trouble um, communicating, doing things, moving forward, especially if you are um If your rising sign is a Virgo or a Gemini, or if you're a Virgo or a Gemini sun or moon, you'll particularly feel Mercury retrogrades more potently because you, um, because you have, because you're Mercury ruled and because Mercury is such an important sign in your chart. So that's just an important thing to look out for, um, how Mercury retrogrades affect you personally. But with Mercury retrogrades, also, if things aren't working out, it's probably because you need to look at them differently. If situations go awry, it might be because they're not the right situations. It's important during Mercury retrogrades, like retrogrades ignite all of the re-words. So it's important during Mercury retrogrades to receive and to receive the messages that the universe is giving to you. And when things don't work out, when typos happen, when miscommunications happen, that is an opportunity for you to reflect on how you're thinking and how you're feeling and how you're expressing yourself. Mercury retrogrades are the times of recentering and realigning after sprints of enhanced mental capacity. When we're working full speed, when we're working overtime, when we're playing the game and we don't have a break, when we don't get to sit down on the bench every once in a while and and have a sip of water, we cannot function as we normally do. So Mercury retrogrades are a great time to move slower, to think differently, and to find new answers and new resolutions and insights to things that have been right in front of our face the whole time. It really helps us think differently and receive more information about those about those topics that we need insights on. So let's dive into what this particular Mercury retrograde has in store. I've picked out three major themes that we'll really feel on a collective level and a personal level and three tips on how to deal with this energy and how to work with it in a way that's beneficial to you. 
So theme number one of this Mercury retrograde is finding new solutions to old problems. And this is going to manifest both collectively and in your personal life. Because of all of the Aquarius energy that's happening in the sky right now, again, this Mercury retrograde is very, very concentrated in the sign of Aquarius because the sun's there, Venus is there, Jupiter is there, Mercury is there. It's like, it's a party. It's an Aquarian party happening right now. And Aquarius energy is all about objective thinking. Aquarius is a fixed earth sign. And it's the sign of the mad scientist. Or I always think of a mad scientist or an alien when I think about the sign of Aquarius. And it's the energy of thinking outside of the box. And it's the energy of seeing things in your life from a bird's eye view. And it feels like being able to really see things objectively. So this is an important Mercury retrograde for objective thinking. When I think of Aquarius, Aquarius energy is also very good at puzzling um, and seeing all of the puzzle pieces that need to ha- that need to be put together and be put in front of you. So you can even think with this theme of finding new solutions to old problems, kind of like this Mercury retrograde time period is a really, Im- it's like we're seeing all of these, we've been trying to solve this puzzle, we can't figure it out. So we dump out the box, we so and this Mercury retrograde is us dumping out the box, sorting everything by color, you know, we don't have a picture of the puzzle to go by. So we're going to sort everything out by color, we're going to get a new perspective on it. And we're going to rethink and reorient it how we've been trying to put things together in our life and in society in general. Aquarius energy, it's not cold, it's not warm, but it's very dry. You know, the energy of Aquarius, it's clarifying. It can help promote understanding. You know, dry energy is like, is very much able to get to the heart and the center of exactly what we're talking about in order to get more insight. But the insight is scientific. The insight is data-driven. The insight is is happening from trial and error. It's happening from observation. It We are able to find new solutions to old problems by seeing things differently from a different angle. The energy of Aquarius is... You know, the modern ruler of Aquarius is Uranus and the traditional ruler is Saturn. But when you layer those two energies of Saturn and Uranus, there is this there is this important theme that comes forward about being progressive without being naive, about finding new solutions and thinking outside of the box and thinking into uncharted territory because it's necessary, not just because it's fun. And with Mercury moving backwards in this sign, it's going to be really helpful to get more information and to receive the information that we need to help us with our data-driven results or to help us form a very logical response to whatever it is coming up in our lives right now. Theme two 
is embracing paradox and holding space for opposing energies. And this is going to be a theme and a really important feeling for all of the Mercury retrogrades this year, because they're happening, all Mercury retrogrades in 2021 are happening in air signs. And air signs all have to do with paradox, because air is simultaneously everywhere and nowhere. And air signs are have to do with connecting all of the disparate parts around us. But for this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, we can already see this and feel this energy of duality coming to a head. And it also is really kind of manifesting in our collective ethos. And we can see this just in our culture in general. The ideal of holding space for paradox is important. And the energy of Aquarius can really ignite the the, the best of a situation and the worst and force us to reconcile and hold space for that. And there is this inherent duality that needs to be understood and this the idea that we can have two completely different energies in our life at once and have the need to hold space for that paradox and we have to find comfort in that ambiguity and that's what leads to maturity maturity in our life and in our leadership. You know, we can see this in our culture very acutely when we think about the paradox and the the horror of having four over 400,000 deaths and record numbers. You know, fortunately now they are starting to decline, but we're holding space for this incredible record amount of deaths and infections and simultaneously the distribution of a vaccine. So we are seeing these two energies, the horror and the hope. And we're having to reconcile with both the horror and the hope on a collective levels and perhaps in your life as well. But the idea of this paradox it helps us form cohesion within ourselves. And when we can sink in more to embracing that some of the gray space and of what it, of just our human existence and understanding that we can acknowledge the reality of two sides of two realities and be aware of them, you know, the more better off we will be to be able to sink into the concept of paradox and the idea of having a lot of information to take in with said paradox. And we have to hold space for both and sit with that in our lives. You know, there, sometimes there doesn't necessarily have to be a decisive action, but just sitting with it and understanding it and sinking into that uncomfortableness that comes with paradox is also very important for this Mercury retrograde time period. 
And theme number three that we can really expect to amplify during this Mercury retrograde time period is the idea of embodying and applying hard-earned wisdom. And coming to more understanding within ourselves of the wisdom that we have accumulated through our individual and shared experiences. And this is particularly potent during this Mercury retrograde time period because Mercury and Jupiter will be coming together in the sign of Aquarius three times. And kind of like I mentioned earlier in the episode, when we have a retrograde planet and it moves over a slower moving planet or it comes into an aspect with them three times, it feels like a three part act or three part story. And Mercury and Jupiter will meet up in the sky three times. They met for the first time on January 11th. They will meet up again on February 14th and they will meet up finally on March 5th. So really January, February, and the beginning of March, we can really expect to feel the feel that energy of Jupiter and Mercury in our lives. And Jupiter is the energy of the theory, of the idea, of the higher ideal, of this expansive idea. It's this guru type of energy that expands our horizons, but also teaches us what we need to know. And it's the energy of the wise leader, the wise teacher. It's like, I will show you the way. Here is how we move forward. And Mercury is the, it's the opposite energy of Jupiter. And it is about how we act out these ideas and these theories in the world. You know, Jupiter rules over the sign of Pisces and Sagittarius. And Mercury rules over the opposite signs of Jupiter. Rules over Virgo, which opposes Pisces and Gemini, which opposes Sagittarius. So when these two energies coming together, it's really important to consider how we manifest our thoughts through our actions and how our and how this wisdom that we have earned, how are we applying that in the real world? So this is a really important time to review how we act and how we move through the world and how we turn our philosophies into our practice. You know, how do you turn your philosophy into your personal practice? And do you practice what you preach? Like, are you being, you know, as Amanda Gorman would say, you know, are you being the light? Are you being the light in the world when there is none? You know, how can you shine your light? How can you take your wisdom and really apply it and give it to other people? Either through actual work you do, that Virgo manifestation of Mercury, that's like, this is the practice that I do every single day. This is how I dedicate my precious talents to the world through my work or through my intellectual work, through my words, through my writings. That's both of that Mercury emphasis is about how I transmute information to people. How do I, how do I give my wisdom to people? in practice and in in theory. You know, this is really going to also kind of highlight the people that 
the groups that we ally ourselves with that share these hopes and dreams and ambitions and philosophies because of the Aquarius energy of it all. This is going to highlight potentially the the themes of activism and the idea of how we embody our sense of personal activism. You know, this is about the groups or the people that we ally ourselves with that share these values and that share these ideas for the future. You know, think about the, you know, that old saying that's like, you're a combination of the five people that you hang out with most. Like this Mercury retrograde is a is a important time to take stock of those people who, who you surround yourself with the most and just reaffirm and reflect on how they are also reflecting your own values. And do they share yours? And, and how are they expanding your horizons? And how are they contributing to your personal growth as well? You know, pay attention to teachers that come into your life now or what life is teaching you with the Jupiter energy of it all. It's very, very important. And now let's talk about some quick tips, uh, just words of advice specific for this Mercury retrograde that apply to everybody. Tip number one, all Mercury retrogrades this year are happening in air signs and air signs rule over technology and data and the information that we consume either through other people or through the media. So with all of these Mercury retrogrades, it's really going to call us to reassess our relationship to the information that we're consuming. Um, so this Mercury retrograde is a really good time for a digital detox or maybe a digital edit, maybe going through and really going through with a fine tooth comb what information you are consuming and also making sure that you're consuming and listening to both sides of the argument at hand. If not, just to strengthen your own point, because that, again, it really also highlights the idea of paradox and the need to understand the whole of the issue and not just your own point of view. It's a very air sign energy in general, especially with Aquarius. Aquarius is very, very heady, almost overly heady sometimes. So there could be this tendency to overthink things a lot during these Mercury retrograde time periods or just while Mercury is in the sign of Aquarius for the first two and a half months of 2021. So because of that, be conscious of how much information you are consuming. I know that I've been overly obsessed with looking at my phone for these first two and a half months of the year because of everything that's going on in the world and it's addicting. So this Mercury retrograde time period, really, really good time for that digital detox or that digital edit. And tip number two, be patient with yourself in the face of analysis paralysis. You know, as we talked about, Aquarius energy is the energy of the scientist. It's the energy of seeing something from all sides and being able to be very objective in your thinking. But one of the downsides of that is seeing too many options and seeing everything and feeling overwhelmed by that. And for the next three weeks, it's again with Mercury retrograde, it's not necessarily, you know, meant for 
rapid forward motion. So be patient with yourself and understand that you don't have to have all of the answers right now. And give yourself maybe until March to feel the need to have it all figured out right away. You know, absolute certainty about everything just isn't realistic when you're acknowledging all of these complexities within your own reality. And the perfect choice, the perfect answers may not exist. They just don't. With all of this Aquarius energy that, that highlights the paradox you know, and these two opposing energies that must simultaneously exist. So it's hard to move forward when you have to reckon with these two opposing sides. But just because something doesn't have the the 100% perfect answer, I'm looking at you Virgos, that doesn't mean that there's not at least something better. And that doesn't mean that we can't reach for something that is just a little bit better than our than our current situation or there, just because there's not the 100% perfect decision doesn't mean that there's there's not a right one and we can look at something from every single angle during this mercury retrograde again it's helpful for that objective thinking and perhaps it's not necessarily about getting everything right but eliminating what's bad and chipping away little by little at the at the problems or the questions in our mind or in our life and just getting rid of what is just process of elimination almost when we come up to the issue of analysis paralysis in order to just weed the garden a little bit and make better decisions and find something that is is maybe not the most optimal but it's not the worst you know we have to settle with this idea of paradox during this time so it's important to understand that we can move forward when we look at things from every angle. And although we may not have that forward motion and that complete clarity, we can still find something better by choosing what's what's new. Which actually brings me to the third tip, which is choosing the tip number three, if and when we break through the analysis paralysis and absorbing all of the information that we possibly can to attack the reality in front of us, choose the new way over the old way every damn time. This year, 2021, is about favoring the new ways of thinking over the old ways of being. And this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, again, highlights all of this clusterfuck planetary buildup in the sign of Aquarius. There's so much happening, so much concentrated energy in this cerebral sign, you know, and because Aquarius has its traditional ruler is Saturn and the modern ruler is Uranus, there's that layering of those two energies that will 
cause us to move forward in responsible ways. But it also reminds us of the fact that if we try something over and over again and expect different results, that is the definition of madness. So 2021 is going to really favor finding these new approaches. And I I love the quote by Maya Angelou that says, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change it, change your attitude. That is so important for this Mercury retrograde time period to change your outlook and change your perspective if the situation in front of you cannot be changed. And that can also be another helpful tool to break through any information overload or any analysis paralysis that really might be felt during this Mercury retrograde. So my friends, that is my take. The themes and the tips that I have to offer for you for this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. And I hope that resonates with you. And if it doesn't come back to it, whenever you need it, it's here for you. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it this far in the episode. If you have, I want to offer a couple announcements for some fun and upcoming events and offerings with me. Um, One, I've made a really dope playlist for Mercury Retrograde and Aquarius on Spotify, and I'll link that in the bio. And you can also find it in my um, IG profile links. I love this playlist. I've been listening to it a lot, and it's, it's really great. And that should be relevant and cool and very Aquarian for the next couple weeks during this transit. And I also want to just say thank you for everybody who came out for the Astrology of 2021 workshop. We had so much fun during the transit portion of the workshop and you can still get it and access it. The link is also below in the show notes uh, for the astrology of 2021 workshop where I collaborated with my astrologer friend Jordan Shamer and we broke down what's in store for 2021 on more detail on a collective level, on a personal level and gave you really helpful tools and insights on how to interpret your own transits in your chart this year and how to be your own astrologer still available for purchase and and relevant all year long so thank you to everyone who came out and who supported us in this workshop we had a really great time we had so much fun making it also thank you to everyone who reached out to me over ig and just you know any i really really appreciate connecting with you connecting with the listeners of this podcast. I love to know what you think. So if you have any feedback, please let me know. Slide it in my DMs. I would love to hear from you. Um, and also thank you to everybody who left five stars for this podcast. You have no idea how motivating it is for me. It really means the world to me to know that you're here and you're listening and that this is valuable information. That's why I keep doing it. So thank you so much. It means the world to me. Also, some more upcoming events. I am doing a workshop on relationships and astrology. I'm doing a workshop called Written in the Stars with some lovely ladies from Elvari and Co. And this workshop on your relationships, we're going to talk about how you do relationships, how to honor yourself in relationships. And then we're going to go over really simple sinistry tips and tricks that I used when I started practicing astrology and that I still use today. They're my go-tos. They're really helpful. 
And that workshop will be on February 8th at February 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central. And you could, there's a link in my IG bio, but also in the show notes as well for you to sign up through their website. And also the Astrology of 2021 digital workshop still available for you if you're interested. And my calendar is open for consultations if you're in need of a little more personalized insight. Also in February, I am, I have a lovely monthly newsletter where I go into more detail about the astrological themes for the month to expect. And launching in February, I'm also going to include a transit calendar with all of the important dates that I rattle off in these podcast episodes. I designed a cute little printable calendar that highlights the most important dates of the month that you need to know. And those are going to be available in my monthly newsletter. So if you're interested in that free gorgeous, delicious convent, then sign up for my email newsletter list, which also is linked in the bio. So thank you so much for tuning in, making it this far with me. I will be back in February to let you know about all of the most important astrological events and how to work with them. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you guys. Take care.